do you really want to go down a road? Oh, I don't mind trashing on the homeschoolers. That's right. I have no problem about that. <laughs> this is the podcast. Um, this is the same, same, but different. I don't usually even introduce it that way. I just kind of start talking, but I'm here with my coworker and I don't know. I've known you for a really long time. Um, our families have known each other for a really long time. Uh, Eric Kulis, he's one of the coordinators of yeah. parish life um, Good job. for the archdiocese. So we are currently in one of the meetings room, meeting rooms at the AOD, and hopefully no one comes in here to kick us out. And um, Eric is going to interview me. It's an interview style, right? I just yeah. kind of you just take gonna, over. You, you just, tell me when. Okay, I will. Um, but so Eric is the the is antithesis antithesis the right word for uh, like for who made the podcast come to be. Well, you made you, the podcast come to be. But. Well, yeah, but you were you were the one who spurred it on. I think would be the right way to. Put yeah, it. the impetus. So, yes. Uh, so I of course wanted to have him on because well, without without him. This would not come to be because, you know, every, every day, it was, it was almost an everyday occurrence. It was almost every day. Well, the hard part about it, and I did feel bad. I went home and told Sandy, uh, maybe I need to stop asking her because I started telling people you were going to have a podcast prior to you even saying you were interested in having yeah. a podcast. Sorry about that. But now okay. you have a podcast. Now I have a podcast. Hot dog. Amen. If yeah. you were to do it all over again, would you do it? Would I do a podcast again? Uh, Meaning yeah. like, would you start it off? Would you do it in the same way? Yes, I think so. I don't know. I just feel like it kind of happened and it was fine the way that happened. And now it's fine the way it's going. I don't really feel like a big pressure to like produce, you know, I just kind of feel like I can, I can do it in my own time. So nice. And thanks for getting a second mic. That's cool. Now you have yeah. more people on. I know. It's a upgrade. We're, we're official here. So that's awesome. Well, Naomi, I did want to just ask a few questions right off the bat okay. uh, to set a framework because I know that part of your podcast from the ones that I've listened to, I just didn't listen to this last one. When did you release it? Like yesterday, yesterday. or something? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. It's all good. Didn't hear it yet. I mean, you're um, not that, you're not a committed fan, but I, 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 I understand. It's fine. I really do try. I think I like them. I share them when I can kind of thing. Appreciate which that. Which means the first two I definitely share. <laughs> Sorry. Commitment. Yeah, we, we are, we I, I don't go on Facebook very, very much. It's more like yeah, Sandy's It's all thing. good. At any rate, um, from what I've heard, it's like people are getting a feel for who you are, what your thoughts are. But like a lot of the reason for the podcast was you have some some pretty decent, I won't call them soapbox stances. <laughs> well, some, that's some what everyone decent. else calls them. So, uh, uh, yeah. I, and I wouldn't say necessarily, you have some thoughts on some significant <laughs> topics that would have an impact on our world. So, um, and the impetus for the podcast was, I really do see something in you that can be appreciated by many, and especially uh, young women. I think that was the first time I talked to you. I was like, you know what? We really need a podcast like this for young women. I think you're the one to do it. So thanks for doing it. Um, Let's go with the first question and we'll start off uh, a little bit light. Favorite food? Oh, probably mangoes. So if you had to eat a mango every day, you'd eat a mango? Oh, for sure. Either that or kettle chips. It's like, well. What kind of flavor? What? 
What Ooh, kind of kettle chips? Salt and vinegar, for sure. Cape Cod salt and vinegar, best kind. Do you ever find that a snack acts as a meal for you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If Probably not a, a good idea, but yeah. <laughs> if you had a meal, favorite meal. Okay. Like style of food. So yeah. Italian, Mexican, Polish. I would say Italian. Italian yeah. food? I love good, good plate of pasta. Have you ever been to Italy? I went to Rome, yeah, uh, for about a day and a half. We, my friends and I, we went to Poland. So we were in Poland for about a week. But during that time, a friend of a friend of my friend was getting ordained to the transitional diaconate um, at St. Peter's. So she got, she was able to get tickets. I guess it sounds weird saying getting tickets to the no, mass, yeah, but that's kind of how it is. Um, and so I, so we went there, we flew there, we got in, we stayed, you know, the next day was the ordination. We flew out the next day. So like whirlwind, we did have gelato. So, you know, yeah, I mean, and we got to see St. Peter's <laughs> gelato like, and cathedral, right? Like what else do you need? We went to St. John Lateran too, which was cool, um, to walk up like the steps on your knees. Um, so it was like a small group. Yeah. So it was just me and Danielle and then Danielle's brother and um that's awesome her cousin would you go back yes i really want to go back i want to go and spend an extended amount of time there is that like on your top 10 list of places that you want to go or like yeah for sure number one two or three yeah probably i would say it's in the top three and how long would you want to stay uh probably good seven ten days hopefully with someone who like knows the area I think that's that's what I've heard is like the way to go is to go with someone who, who who has been living there and then or who has lived there. And I'd love to go to like Assisi, and um, I don't know the town, but where Saint Marie Goretti was, uh, where she lived in her house, and so there's just a lot of places I'd love to go in Italy, besides okay. Rome as well. Amen. What about your favorite saint? Oh. You can name a few. It's yeah. okay. So go start with your confirmation. Yeah. Oh, my confirmation is St. Cecilia. And I was a real angsty teenager. So I was like, oh, she's the patron saint of music. I love music. It, like, I don't play any instruments or anything. And I don't really, I mean, I sing in my car. But, like, other than that, not really. Um, but, yeah, St. Cecilia, I just... And as I've kind of gotten older, I've kind of recognized that she is, she's, she's a baller. Like she's pretty she, legit. Yeah, yeah. Like she's like, you're going to chop off my head. I don't think so. Um, so that, that's cool. Uh, and I've, yeah, so I've been fostering a relationship with her. And then, um, I'd say the Nick, the next saint that I kind of developed a deep devotion to is St. Joseph. Um, the parish that I kind of, really encountered the Lord at was called St. Joseph and they had a 24 hour adoration chapel and I went to daily mass there and it was just like a very important place. And, um, for me, St. Joseph really felt like, uh, like I always say that he's like the first man I ever gave my heart to. Um, and I would say before I gave God my heart, I was able to give it to St. Joseph because he was this, um, kind of non-threatening, just like support, like, hey, I'm here. Um, I'm just going to take care of you kind of a thing. And that was really uh, powerful for me. And his intercession has been very powerful for me as well. What um, was that start? What was that encounter like with St. Joseph? Like you, you started to delve in a deeper yeah. relationship with uh, a devotion to him. Um, 
Well, so the thing that I remember most clearly is that in the Adoration Chapel there, they had a statue of St. Joseph, and he was right above the seat that I would always sit in, and, like, his hand was kind of out, like, almost like he was, like, patting me on the head or, like, blessing me. Um, and, yeah, just kind of felt at that time very much like I needed to kind of, like, father figure anchor in my life, and and he was definitely there for that and just I don't know it was just an overwhelming sense of his protection I would say it was the majority of how how I encountered him which led you to a deeper relationship with God because of your presence in the chapel and yeah yeah delved into absolutely it. so when would you say because you can kind of remember this encounter with jo- St. Joseph when would you say like how old were you when you sort of deeply encountered our Lord like when did you encounter Jesus was there a moment or was it like a gradual experience yeah uh, I would say it, it was kind of gradual but I did have big moments so I would say a big moment for me um intellectually was during my was my confirmation um I was confirmed when I was 15 so I was a little bit older and so I got confirmed and then I kind of started to be like why do I believe this stuff and um at the time I had like my brother and my now sister-in-law, like they were a really big part of me understanding what the church taught. And they, they would go to like daily mass and they would go to adoration. They were the ones who like introduced me to adoration. And um, so that was a big deal. And then I started going to life teen at my parish. And um, during that time, I, not only did I counter the Lord, I would say like through adoration, through prayer and stuff, but um, I learned how to pray there, which was really, I think, essential for me um, as I was kind of growing in an actual relationship with the Lord. And then I would say the biggest encounter that I had was with, um, was at a, um, sorry, I just got an email. That's it. <laughs> and I just got distracted. Um, there's free Tigers tickets if you want to get no, on I'm, that. I'm all set, thanks. But, <laughs> have you been outside lately? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, we went to Steubenville, so my parish the parish I was at for life team they had a Steubenville trip the summer after my senior year of high school and um I just remember during adoration like the Lord like passed me by or like whatever because they do a Mm -hmm. procession with the monstrance and I was like that is Jesus like it just like in my head I was like this is Jesus and I'm I want to follow you like I want to follow you and after that was kind of the I would say like the biggest like encounter that I had with Jesus since and since then he's made himself so present to me in in a lot of different ways but I would say that was like the turning point for me and how's that journey been being a Catholic young woman um you know (laughs) so I think that my my experience of um the church and how I've come close to the Lord is very marked by a lot of uh, personal suffering. So that I've just kind of gone through over the last five or six years. And so there's a certain aspect about my faith that is very much like life to me. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like if I wasn't clinging to the Lord, if I wasn't with the Lord, then I wouldn't even, I don't even know if I'd be alive, you know. And so for me, I would say there's been a lot of that wrapped up in that relationship and in finding that relationship. And um, 
in a good way, it, it really drove me to closeness with the Lord and, clo- and like, yeah, like I said, like clinging to him and saying, like, I just have nothing. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know what's going on. Like, I'm just really lost. And so it was really, um, it was almost like I was experiencing this relationship with the Lord, but in a very private way, because the suffering that I was in- encountering was very much like, I wasn't like talking about it with everyone, you know what I mean? Um, and so uh, I think for me, it's been a different journey than for a lot of people um, because of that aspect of it. And just because the way that I formed my life very soon after I got into like college age was I started to kind of build it around daily mass. And so um, I think when people are like, when they hear that I go to daily mass, they're like, oh, how do you make time for that? And it's like, I, I just like a long time ago, I decided like this was gonna be something that's a part of my day every day. And um, and because, uh, because of that and because I'm very bound by commitment and like loyalty, um, just like that's kind of my personality, I think that has been a sustaining force through everything was just like, okay, this is the one thing in my life that I know is going to be there no matter what. Um, whether I want to be there or not, it's, it's going to be there. <laughs> He's going to be there. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I, and so I think as I started to um, work on all the stuff that was going on in my life, um, I started to perceive how the church, one, how the church interacted with me and my suffering, right? But also how the church worked just in general. And I'm very grateful that the people who I encountered uh, during my time of suffering were very faithful, very holy people. And I know that's not the experience for a lot of people. And so... um, You mean at church, the people you encountered? Yeah. They were just yeah. very or, holy, very welcoming, very yes. understanding. And, yes. and you understand that that's not something that people... Correct. Correct. Or that they perceive that that's the way the church is. Like, I was I just kind of, like, stumbling around, like, I don't know where to go. I don't know, blah, blah, blah. And then there were just, like, a couple of people who were like, okay, we're going we're gonna to make sure everything's okay and, and help you out. But, um, yeah, I mean, and, and young adulthood for me has been... Uh, a friend of mine would always say, like, no one tells you how much your 20s suck. <laughs> like, the, everyone kind of, like, chalks it up as, like, oh, you're getting your life figured out and blah, blah, blah. And it's, like, one, no one ever really figures out their life. But, two, um, yeah, you just encounter a lot of different things when you're, you know, I don't know, dating. Dating and, uh, yeah, kind of embarking out into the world in your career and, you know, deciding about different, like, school like a lot of people decide like whether to keep going to school or not and um family dynamics just all this stuff and I think for me it's only been kind of recently that I've been okay with being like a young adult like for a really long time I wanted to be older and um that was something I always wanted to be like like when I was young 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 I wanted to be older all the time like I wanted to be 20 and then now I'm 20. I'm like, okay, 30. <laughs> but So you don't feel like you've met that like age where, hey, I wanted to be this. And now, so you're not reflecting back yet going, man, I wish I was 
15 year old angsty Naomi. Oh, again. hell no. No, I I will leave teenage Naomi in the in in the path where she belonged. I I got to understand what was like the favorite thing for teenage Naomi to do? Like oh. what what gave teenage Naomi great joy? Oh man. Um whew. Well, actually I was really into photography, right? Okay. So that was a big thing for me was photography and I like to write a lot. And I also played soccer, so I loved playing so soccer. So those three was things, like that was the, like your world, yeah. where you existed and enjoyed yeah. and, and sort of thrived. Yep. And then everything else, you just want to kick back and be mm-hmm. like, forget you. I'm good without that, yeah. Do you yeah. still play soccer? Uh, sometimes. It's been a while since I would play on um, like co-ed leagues, right. uh, but I haven't in a little bit. I've been kind of looking around for one, though, what because about, I'm like, kind of feeling CYAS? I do play CYAS, but that's only in the summer, okay. so... But every summer you play. You're faithful. Um, for the past two, the other one, the other times I was, I didn't live in Michigan. So, where'd you live? I lived in New York for two years. New York, like New York City? <laughs> no, upstate Syracuse. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you go to Syracuse? No, no. I was working for a ministry called Heart as Nails, and uh, my first year I was a missionary, and then my second year I was their media coordinator. So. Did you enjoy it? I did. I did. Yeah, and I made some the best friends that I've ever had. And so uh, I go out and visit there pretty often because of that. Yeah. Really? That's great. And uh, what about your current job do you like the most? <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, I do work with a really great team. Like, I really, really, really work with a great team. It's a good thing you said something like that. Yeah. Just <laughs> um, but I, I mean, I do really, I think my favorite part is getting to go to certain events and really witness uh, how the church is being alive, how the church is alive, you know, because um, when you sit behind a computer all day, sometimes you forget how alive the church is, you know, and when I get to go to these events and see how um, how the Lord is kind of working in different different areas, that's really a cool thing for me. It's, and, and what do you do when you're at an event? Like, what's part of your job? What do you, what's what's it, the makeup of it look like? I know you have to get there early, and you probably stay a little bit afterwards. But like, yeah, during the event itself, what's your job? Uh, mainly, it's photography. Sometimes I'll do some social media, like Instagram stories, Facebook stories, but mainly so it's photography. When you're in the midst of the event, what are you looking for? How do you see faith through you know through your lens? Yeah, it was so it was funny because the other day I was talking to one of our um, newer employees who's going to be helping out a little bit with photography. And she was just kind of like, well, what do you, what do you like shoot at a, at one of these events? And I was like, honestly, like I had never thought about it because it's usually just me taking mm-hmm. the photos, you know, which is like, I'm super stoked that she's on board because we need the help. But um, yeah, I mean, I think, so there's, I kind of categorized it for her and it was like joy, prayer, significant people, but it also depends on the event. So like if I'm shooting, uh, something that is centered around a certain person or a certain group of people. So an ordination, like I haven't shot an ordination, but something like mm-hmm. that. Um, obviously the main focus is the people the getting, themselves. right. right. The, the men getting ordained. Um, so that would be the main thing, but generally uh, the joy, we want to show joy that people are experiencing joy, that they're engaged Um because usually the photos they take are going to be posted on social media. So it's like you don't want to just like a bunch of people just sitting around being bored. Like you want people to look like they're engaged, like they're having either 
that they're being impacted or that they're joyful, um, that they're praying deeply. Um, and then like anything that's particularly unique to an event. So not too long ago, I took photos at an event where there was Eucharistic adoration, and there was a procession. So it's like, and the priest would like go right up to these people and right into their faces. And so like, that was a really unique type of moment for yeah. that. Um, and then usually it's like people who are important who are there. So, um, when a bishop is doing a mass, like make sure to get a photo of the bishop and, and that, um, right. or like the main speaker at an event Some or something common like sense that. Kind of things, yeah. But then you have to go with your gut sometimes, right? Yeah. Uh, evidently, which is why you probably never <laughs> thought about it. You obviously yeah. just have a, have, have an eye for it. Um, have you ever been moved by maybe not in the moment itself, but when you go back through your work and you're trying to put some stuff together, has, have you ever seen pieces or, or, you know, pictures where you're just like, Oh my goodness and it just moves you yeah um definitely i did i took photos at the consecration of virgins mm -hmm. um and i was legitimately crying like while i was looking through those photos and it's because it's it's such a monumental moment but it's also like a wedding basically mm -hmm. right so like you're seeing these women encountering the lord in such a beautiful profound way and kind of like this culmination of their discernment and their vocation and their preparation um, coming together. And that was just really, really beautiful. And, and there are things like that. Um, I've also shot the chrism mass a couple times, which is cool to like see the priest. And like, you mm -hmm. can tell us like, for some of us, it was a really big deal, like to be, especially like the brand new priests, like who were just ordained in the past year. They're and, all like, geeked and excited. Right, like, yeah, oh, I get to be a part of it. <laughs> I get to be a part of the cool kids club. Um, and they don't know that they're doing that. And meanwhile, right. they're, you know, they are the brother priests. They're like, okay, man. Yeah, 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 right. Just, yeah. Yeah. So stuff like that. Um, but there's also, like, there are things that I'm moved more by, like, the aesthetic of the shot. Mm -hmm. um, because it's like, okay, this is an angle that I haven't seen people in the church do before. Right? And that's, that's the cool thing about church work and church photography is there's so much that just hasn't been done yeah. that like if you're doing stuff that's different like you can be like wow like i haven't seen this done in a church before and, and you're part so, of it yeah which is really cool yeah yeah speaking of being a part of it would you consider yourself uh in ministry oh <sighs> uh i no i would say i my job Even isn't really do, yeah. Yeah, yeah your job is so, so you're more yeah. like support Supporting those in ministry yeah. is how you feel? Yes, I would definitely say that. Um, so, but I guess the question I want to get to is, what are your thoughts on women in ministry? <laughs> oh, well, do we have all day? Um, we don't, so you're going to have yeah, to keep it short. I'm and then maybe you're just going to do another podcast on it. Expand so on can, it, yeah. yeah. Maybe you can just like touch, scratch the surface yeah. for me. Scratch. Um, so, what, okay, be a little more specific. Women, women in ministry, like women's ministry, or like women in ministry, or women's ministry. Let's do that one, boy. I, I had that in the back of my mind. I didn't know if I wanted okay. to go there, and yeah. I didn't know if we had time for it. But can you scratch the surface on women's ministry I for can me? Scratch it. Um, so the other day, um, well, not the other day, a couple weeks ago, maybe it was months ago. I have no idea. Anyway. Two and a half weeks ago. Yeah. Um, so I was talking to Nick Jorgensen, who's a coworker of ours, and he was looking at this thing for men. It was like some program, like, you know, let's all 
be bros together and I don't know. Pick up our pants and right, uh, whatever. Is that what you were? Doing? It was something by Chris. <laughs> it was something about Christophonic that that he did it. Um, and I was looking. It was called the Rise, and I was like, you know, if that was for. Can you do that again? What was that called? Rise. Um, yeah, I was like, if that was for women, it'd be called Flowers, and like it'd be something really like fluffy and like not real lacking in substance yeah and so and i think like the the thing is like women the fight that we're facing is like bloody and gruesome and really really hard and i think there's a lack of acknowledgement of that why is that what is the fight you're facing so um actually in my galentine's day talk i kind of touched on this but i was like we're kind of sold these two ideas a lot of the time so like there's like the ultra conservative catholic mm -hmm. like your job is to produce children like that's what you're in jean skirts and long skirts and yeah white socks yeah you know. uh and homeschool your 14 children um and <laughs> Um, which I, you know, of course, is a beautiful thing, like family life. Not hating on conservatives at all, right? Right. Now. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, I don't like to step back from hating on people if I'm already doing it. Um, but, or we're kind of like given what the world gives us, which is this kind of weird, like, like, manness right like you to be equal like you have to be a man right you take away mm -hmm. your fertility you take away your femininity you take away and it's like okay um i don't want to be a man <laughs> and you don't want to have 14 children back and to back i to back don't want to have 14 children i think for a lot of people that's posted as like it's posed as like a an ideal as like the you having a bunch of children is like the Catholic ideal. This is what you should do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in yeah. order to be a, be a good Catholic. And um, wrong. Uh, but well, it is. It's, it's not the same for everybody. Right, you, exactly. you don't, You're not hating on people who do it. You're hating on right, the ideal right. that, boy, one size fits all. Yeah. Is that what yes. I'm understanding? Yeah. Um, and so it's kind of like this, this in-between that we are balancing. And I think as a kind of answer to what the world says like a lot of times we like soften everything for women and um and the thing is like right we're dealing with the obviously these two warring principles but we're also dealing with um overall right like overall sexism overall um it on both ends right on both ends sexism and then like, just the overall pain of, like, I don't know, being, being a woman in the world is kind of tough. Like, I, it's just, like, because there's these, like I was saying, the two kind of warring principles. Let me just make sure this is still recording. Yeah. Like, these two warring principles are creating this fight inside of you that you're, like, I don't even know who I'm supposed to be. And then it's a confusion of identity. And then it's, like... So it's that much harder for you to figure out who Naomi, let alone a woman in this yeah. day and age is called to be by God. And right. like, where's, where's your right. path? Your path is, it's a lot slippery or slope was what you would say. Yeah. As opposed to let's just pick on Noah. Noah. Yeah. <laughs> As yeah. opposed to Noah's yeah, life. Yeah. He's, he's, he's kind of just like plugging along on along yeah. a dry path. Right. And you've got this muddy path and you're like, right. Noah, do you see this path? Right. No. Yeah. I mean, it's like, like my 
experience of working in the world, right, is different than his experience. And my experience of like trying to work, um, to be like a faithful Catholic woman, it's like almost like we forget about these people or these saints. Like, um, I love Judith because she chopped off some dude's head. Like, you know, like these women who like did really, really, really hard and important things and we're just kind of like suppressing it on either side. We're suppressing it. Right. So like we're suppressing it over here and saying like, no, women should just be here. Mm -hmm. And in this one, women should just be this. And it's like, uh, well, you know what St. Gianna Mala says to that? She's like, no. Um, she's like, whatever God wants. And that's the thing. It's like what a lot of times I feel like the the women aren't living up to their full potential because they're not given an option. What has been revealed to you so far? Who are you? And so I'm still kind of trying to be like, okay, who who am I, right? Like who, what's my place in the world and what, um, and I and I know that where I'm going to find that is not kind of looking around. It's right in prayer. It's in my relationship with the Lord. Um, but I also think that he has thankfully made some other like goals and stuff like that clear to me. So it's like, okay, I have something to work towards while I'm also trying to figure out who I am. Cause that's kind of like how I would feel very floundering if I was just mm -hmm. kind of like, uh, I don't know what I'm doing. You have some clarity on, yeah. on, on next steps, who you're, right. who you're meant to become. Right. Yeah. So. No, that's good. And, um, what about Lent? We're two days away. Yeah. Have you reflected on, or is it going to be a spur of the moment commitment or have you reflected on it? Can you share a little bit what your yeah. Lenten journey is going to look like hopefully? Yeah. Um, so I, I always try and do at least one thing in the three categories, prayer, fasting, almsgiving. Mm -hmm. um, for prayer, I'm going to add scripture to my prayer routine and the rosary because the rosary is where it's at. Um, so that was a big thing was I wanted to make sure that I was getting back to scripture because that's just something I've been wanting to get back into as is, but, you know, to be intentional, especially during Lent. Um, I was telling this to my spiritual director and he laughed at me a little bit, but I was like, you know, it'd be a really big sacrifice giving up Taylor Swift music because I love her music. Um, is that what you're, are you fasting from Taylor Swift? Well, I've decided to do all secular music, so. Fasting from all secular all music. All secular music. Is that a big thing for you? Like what, besides yes. Taylor Swift, what, what yeah. are, can you name some? Is that oh, um, Julian Baker is one of my favorites. She's kind of like indie, real sad music. It's great. Melancholy is um, where it's at. Yes, yes, exactly. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> That's really, yeah. Oh, yeah. Listen, Angsty Naomi comes out. Yeah, um, I'll bet. Yeah. I'll bet. I, I don't, I can't, it disturbs my soul. Oh, well, you know. Different temperaments, yeah, <laughs> for, for sure, sure. For, for sure. sure, different temperaments. Do you know your MBTI? Myers-Briggs? Yeah. Yeah. What uh, are you? ISTJ. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We only have the S in common. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the... Like, that's so funny. So what are you going to listen to? Like, I know I you have to switch to what? Are you going to switch to praise and worship, Gregorian chant, classical? Where are you I going? like all those things. Yeah. Um, I like ambient music, too. Like, that's kind of a good thing to play while you're working just kind of in the background but i do i do like i like praise and worship music so i have right. a whole playlist of that and some like more al 
alternative like Christian artists like Chris Dupont. And what do you what do you use to listen to? Do you have an app? Spotify, Amazon, Spotify, Spotify yeah. is where it's at for you? Yeah, I was thinking about it the other day actually like Spotify has been around for a really long time because mm -hmm. I remember listening to Spotify when I was like, I don't know, like four or five, five years ago. It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, and we only have a few minutes left here. So this last one I meant to keep fairly short. Uh, hopefully the list is short. Guys who are looking to date Naomi <laughs> need to have what? Oh, oh, um, need to have what? The thing that I always ask first is like, does he love Jesus? And like, if you don't love Jesus, then walk like you away. Ain't even worth the time. Yeah, walk away. So, so you're not going to be doing any kind of conversions to a guy? No, I'm not into that at all. Even, even if that, even if in like some kind of revelation, middle of Lent happens, you're in Eucharistic adoration. Listen, and if, God's like, if the Lord appears there, to me, that okay, man if there? he's in Eucharistic adoration, well, I guess that's like, it could be. Listen, if the Lord comes down from heaven and is like, Naomi, here's this dude who's a pagan, like, you gotta, you gotta do this. I'd be like, okay, it, Lord. It could happen fairly subtle though, right? I guess. I just really don't see that as part of my future. No, fair enough. So, so he has to love Jesus. Love him. Love in him. the Eucharist? Yes. Jesus? Yeah. Eucharistic Church. Jesus? So you're looking at a Catholic man? Catholic. Yeah. Loves Jesus. Um, the, the two other things that I would say, like, qualities that I always kind of focus on is, like, are they kind and are they confident? Because it's like confidence is important. Like if you are going to be, and someone who's like more quiet can be confident, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. um, it shows a certain level of like ability to lead and ability to be, um, to make choices, make decisions, things like that. Confidence I think is important, but I mean, there's a false confidence too, but you can usually tell the difference. Like, yeah. When you're getting some confidence. <laughs> yeah, not the same. Skewed, but not really when you know yeah. the person. And in kindness, you can just see in people's hearts. like. Yeah. So, so those three things. Got to be a man of faith in the, yeah. in the Catholic I, Church. Kind and confident. Kind and confident. I mean, yeah. But like also. Like don't be. Don't be. A loser. Okay, here's the other gonna, thing. I, I am going to call out some of my other... I think I would, uh, in fairness of listening to, say, you, or over the years, Danielle, mm -hmm. or other women that I've known in the Catholic Church, one common thread that I don't know if it's been clearly articulated yet, um, but in the realm of don't be a jerk or don't be a loser, guys out there who might hear this, it really means, like, working on your own holiness. Yeah. Like, legit. Yes. Working on your own holiness. Yeah. Like, just being a man of faith and, and knowing that there's a God and that you believe in the Eucharist is right. not, not the next step yeah. of, like, oh, shoot. I need to get to confession. Yeah. And I need to start working on my life. And there's a difference between working on yeah. it and, like, I say someone who has a consistent prayer life, that would be very important to yeah. me. Like, Someone should be, perf I, I hate the word performing, but that's like the best word I can say. Should be performing at the same level that I'm performing at, right? Like, I don't want to, I don't want someone who's like. Or bring like, you up another level too. Right. right. Or Got challenge it. I get you, it. right? Like, and like, obviously if there's some discrepancy, so growth, sure. growth is, but it's like, I want you to be trying. I think also just as like a, an aside, but not an aside, I think chastity, like a lot of women can tell when you're not chaste. And so it's like. Um, what would be the telltale signs? Help oh, these guys out. They should hear it okay. so they know what oh. to change about themselves. Okay, don't look at pornography. Uh, number one, that yeah, seems that's, that's like... That's a given. 
Should be. Have we, really? Have you like encountered where it's not a given? Yeah. Well, not that it's with, with like Catholic people men? know it's wrong, but that doesn't mean that they're not doing it. That's what I mean. Like a lot of Catholic men are. And you know that they are. Yeah. How do you know that they are? I could, I can't imagine a guy just sitting there going, "Oh, hey, I'm no, I'm I'm curious." So there's a certain. Um, I would say there's a certain level of respect that they have for women that they lack. Um, and then there's a certain and it level. Comes through. Yes. Ah. And that, but when having a conversation, there are some yes. telltale signs like, dude, yeah. you're struggling and you need to change that right. about your life. And like sometimes you can just tell if a guy's a little slimy. Like that's just kind of like a, yeah. yeah, it's just, that's just reality. I will say it's, it was wild to me. Danielle opened that whole door of yeah. like, um, there is a epic de- epidemic going yeah. on with our guys today. Um, and just because I, most of my friends, uh, I went to the same college with them. We're devoted Catholic men. We, we have wives. We talk a lot. Um, and like our most frequently used apps aren't Instagram or Facebook or whatever. You know, right. like it's we're not in tune necessarily. And I'm of a maybe I'm a little older than you for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Almost double your age. Not really. At one point I was, years ago, in the sense of like. I almost feel like it's a separate generation. My brother's oh, 10 yeah. years younger than yeah. me. He's around your age, I'd say. And it, I almost feel like it's a separate generation for what he deals with and what mm-hmm. I deal with. I know it's not that that big of a gap, but it seems to be only because yeah. of the availability that yeah. that we have on our phones and the habits that were created younger. Yes. Like, I didn't have a yes. cell phone until yeah. a year and a half after college. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and so, anyways, um, and for what it's worth... Um, I get it that it's like a muddy, like slope for women yeah. in the church today, based on what Danielle tells me, and then some of my conversations since she's told me, and like talking to guys, opened up a whole new world to me of like it's an incredibly muddy slope for guys too in some ways. Like, and it's almost like I feel this, but I don't know. It's almost like yeah, but guys, you can get your act together. You can actually mm-hmm. do something about that, mm-hmm. and we're sort of waiting on you to do that. Yeah. Is that fair? That's uh, what I'm Yeah, I think up so. Yeah. I I mean, I think the ideal is always like that a man would pursue and I like hate using that language because it's Why? it's so like common like you know, just wait for a man who will pursue you. And um it's like okay, not obviously like ideal, but like our world is an ideal, so it's like I know women who have asked dudes out and it worked out great, but like um yeah, it's just kind of, uh, I think it's, it's like, do something like, do something like, like, do something like, yeah, pursue holiness at like a, like really pursue holiness. You know what I mean? Like yeah. pursue it. And that's what I think when I think of like, yeah, do something like, yeah, you can ask a girl out, but like, if you're not trying really hard to be a holy man, then it's like, then eh, hey, heads up, we yeah. can tell. Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, I can tell that this is not your priority. Like, it's it's part of what your identity is, and that's a good thing. But at the same time, it's not your priority. Like, your priority is your job, or your priority is getting what you want, or whatever. It's just being a doofus, or having fun, or I don't know. It's like... Yeah, I think the old adage is actually true. In the philosophy of love class, they said that uh, a man pursues a woman until she catches him. And some of the greatest love stories that I know of, um, it happened that way, those mm-hmm. ways. Uh, and the ways that I'm talking about in practicality, there are ways in which I think uh, 
young adult women can express some kind of interest yeah. in that. Yeah. What are those ways? Yeah. Um, well, just I was talking to my roommate, Amy, who um, is great, but I think I, she was kind of, we were both commenting on this uh, homily that our pastor gave and he was talking about like, you know, if you like someone, just go ask him out. I was like, yeah, go Father Paul. But and then she was saying she's like, yeah, that's true. But like also girls have to be open enough to say yes. So like, mm -hmm. I think that's fair. Like, I think having an open mind instead of being like, I was joking with her. I was like, I have a list of men who I'm like, I wouldn't mind an arranged marriage with, you know what I mean? And, and that's kind of, I feel like almost the idea you kind of have to go in with it. Mm -hmm. Like, like I might not like feel like this initial, like big spark, like, oh my gosh, he's the one. But like, I think an openness to be able to say like, I know he's a good man and I think we could make something work. And at some point, either in the beginning or whatever, mm -hmm. farther along, you're going to find out whether that person, you're going to discern whether you're supposed to marry them or not. And I think for a lot of people, a lot of women were looking for like this big moment or like a very, very strong initial connection or reaction or I don't even know. Um, <laughs> but I think it's the uh, I think good men often get kind of passed up because of that or like mm. and so i think it's i think it's worthwhile for women to take a chance on that and i am not a good person to ask like how women how to show that you like someone because i don't do that well um and i also in general lack interest in a lot of things and so including most men so it's like <laughs> So it's like I sounds rightfully so though, unfortunately. Right. Sorry guys. Jeez. Right. Well, yeah, just my life, like the way it is, it has never really been this kind of moment where I was like, I mean, there have been guys in my life who I've expressed interest in, but it's like I'm just not really that good at it because I also because I have a bajillion brothers. So it's like I'm just I, I don't know. I'm like, oh, do I like hit you or do I call you names or like what? <laughs> Do I avoid That's you good. at all costs? I don't know. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah. Good deal. But we're, um, I think we're about out of time. Yeah. That's okay. And we, totally and I fine. apologize because I went into sort of discussion mode near the end, especially, but, uh, it's been a pleasure and thanks so yeah. much for no, letting me you. interview you. I've, I've really enjoyed it and getting to know you a little bit more. And I think you have some really cool, uh, if you will, uh, ways to, capture some of those questions that you didn't want to answer and make them into a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe I'll have Danielle on to talk about the women's thing. I think you and Danielle would yeah. be great to talk about either women's ministry yeah. or women in ministry. Yeah. Both of those. And oh, cool. Danielle would really like to explore the question I didn't ask you, but maybe you can close with it. Um, you've got the next 15 to 30 seconds to tell a thousands of young teenagers, if you will, mm -hmm. young women, um, to tell them, a, to give them a message, a message from your heart to yeah. them, what would you say? I would say that you are a unique, unrepeatable, and exclusively in a relationship with the Lord part of God's story for the world, and he needs you in it. Would you give, like, any more oomph to it? <laughs> I mean, I would probably say it a little bit more like, yeah, you know, like, unique exclusive unrepeatable those are like my i stole them from father sean kilcally and i have no shame admitting that but i think um i kind of maybe i should just post the end of my my galentine's day talk because that's exactly what it was it that? was just like 
like take, splice it. Yeah, to like put edge. it in here and be like, and then you say, "This is what I would Amen. say." Like, drop the mic. Yeah, great saints. That's what God wants. So, yeah, that's it. I mean, middle school girls are scary. So, I mean, well, middle schoolers in general are scary, but I think I like them though better than most teenagers. I like middle schoolers; they're fun. They're Sixth fun, but scary. Is amazing formative years, which yeah. are awesome to deal with, but crazy scary to talk to. Yeah, because a lot riding on the impact you possibly yeah. have. The actually, when I your sister asked me to give like my testimony at her uh, at Star of the Sea, mm-hmm. it was all middle school kids, mm-hmm. and they did not give me any reaction at all. It was just like. And I was like, okay. Like, and I was like, this is how middle school is. And so, but afterwards she told me that she thought it was good. So I was like, all right, if you're happy, I'm happy. So, Amen. All right. Um, we will end with uh, the part of the Divine Mercy Chaplet that I like to end with. Okay. My father's love and spirit. Amen. Oh, blood and water, which gush forth from the heart of Jesus, Jesus as, as a fountain of mercy, mercy for us. us. I, I trust, trust in, in you. you. Amen. Amen.